Welcome to episode 81 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Another big hour or so of running content coming your way with the marathon season fully kicking off in Paris and in Brighton. There's been news of another British record on the roads. There's a coaching breakup to discuss and all the other usual segments, including some listener questions around the marathon taper, hopefully. But fall of that in a week that saw five planets align on the Western horizon, let me welcome to the show a man who misunderstood what the people of Rome meant when they talked about seeing Uranus. How's life back in the UK, Joshua? Oh, that's a horrendous, that's a horrendous one. Yeah, I'm uh, so good. I had a pretty eventful um, trip back, but yeah, I'm back now. It's cold, it's wet, it's pretty standard. Are you looking fine in your hoodie tonight, wrapped up warm in the normal tech to you? Yeah, standard. Right, let's welcome our co-host this evening, a man who I feel has it in him to eclipse Mr. Lunn. And well, if, if Josh is going for 212 in London, does that mean you can go 209, Shane? Probably. Um, I think I can challenge to be the best Robinson in the world. And I think I can do a 206. There you go. We're going to get straight into things tonight because if you hear any disturbance in the background, I'm still in the process of putting Eliza to bed and it's not going well. and It hasn't gone well for the last hour and a quarter. So I don't want to keep these boys any longer. Josh, do you want to go through your Monday to Sunday? Is that a yes? Yeah, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm just getting... Well, you just say no. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it seems such a long time ago because I've travelled. I'm sure I think even like Friday seems so long ago. But there we go. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I'll go into my week. Um, so just come off the back of that twenty-four miler where Josh left me to die of dehydration. So I was a little bit ropey on Sunday, but my legs felt fine actually. Um so Monday morning I did six miles, six thirties, the same loop in the evening. Well I say loop, as I am back. Uh six miles, six twenty threes. Um and then Basically went the same place again uh, on Tuesday. Just did five miles though, six thirty ones. So that's re- three really boring ones in a row. And then I did a session. So I did three mile warm up, and then it was two mile, one mile, four by three minutes. So the two mile and one mile were a threshold pace, um, and it was ninety seconds after the two miles, sixty seconds after the mile, and then ninety seconds before the four minutes. Um, so split wise, I went. Uh, I didn't actually go to the canal for this. I found there's a bit a mile loop. It's a little bit of an uphill, a little bit downhill on one side, but it was very windy. Um, so one side was definitely quicker than the other. So I ran nine fifty six, and I felt absolutely dreadful. Um, and then the mile I went four fifty five, uh, and then I was running sort of four. Between four forty and four forty five pace in the three minutes. Um so I was I was sort of trying to get my legs moving the rest of it. Um and a couple of them are recovery they were jog recoveries, but I did sort of stop and just massage my Achilles out a little bit. Um because it's weird it, it reacts very well to sort of just a bit of massage. 
because uh, it was it was actually fine on the reps. It was pretty uncomfortable on the recovery. So, um, so yeah, that was jogging back wasn't great either. But um, yeah, weird. It's weird because running fast is fine. So that was Tuesday evening. Um, Tuesday morning, I did six miles, the same loop, actually the same time. So six thirty ones. Then I had physio uh, Wednesday lunchtime. So she was actually, it's, it's quite odd because my Achilles seemed to have felt worse the last few weeks I was in Spain, but the inflammation was better. Um, and I think there was a bit of a miscommunication because she kept sort of saying, it's not my Achilles, it's my tendon. And I was just thinking, well, my Achilles is a tendon, but I think what she meant is it's a different tendon that was flaring up, which was causing the pain. Uh, it's not, I wouldn't even say it was pain, it was more discomfort. Um, so she actually acupunctured my Achilles. Um, and I, I was saying to you, Shane, she didn't just put the needle in once. She like put the needle in like probably 10 times backwards and forwards. And she did that twice or three times. That was pretty uncomfortable. Uh, and she did this, She did uh, another needle at the top of my calf, but she just left that one in. That's making me, but, my Achilles cringe just listening to it. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't the most pleasant thing in the world. Um, but she Mia, she said they're actually they're not in too bad uh, too bad state. She massaged my calves because um, I think it's just tiredness in my calves. But um, yeah, I'm not too worried because it's got better. So um, it's kind of what I thought it was. And to be honest, I've been managing it for so long now. I can kind of know when it's bad and when it's not. Um, so that was Wednesday lunchtime. Then Wednesday evening, I did another six miles, six thirty, same loop. Then Thursday, so this was the last session or last run in Spain. So uh, I had Josh on the bike and it was really, really windy. Um, so I did three mile warm up. Then it was four by 5k with 1k float. So I knew the first two 5k's were going to probably be a little bit of a tailwind, especially the second one. So the first one was for the first probably k and then it was very much just crosswind. There's a kind of bit swirling. Um, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I think it was because we went quite late. It died down because it was quite hot. So I didn't start the session until half seven. And that was because it was 27 degrees. Um, so I didn't want to sort of cook. So the planned paces were 15.50 and between 3.30, 3.35. So the first two, I went 15.43, 15.40. And like I say, there was a bit of a tailwind, so I was, uh, I had originally planned to go sort of 16 to 16.05 with this new calculator, uh, Rob, well, I say new, Rob could send me a calculator to basically factor in the heat. But once I sort of got going, I, I kind of felt okay at that pace. So I was like, well, I'm just going to carry on now. Um, and then, yeah, so 15.43, then 15.40. And then this next one was definitely the worst with the wind. It was 15.45, but it was nowhere near what it was like when we arrived. And because Josh was biking, I sort of sat behind him. And then the last one was 15.41. So I was pretty pleased with that. Um, the last one, I was definitely slower for the first 4K. And then I I didn't want to like push stupidly, but I did want to sort of not slow if that makes sense so i was probably i think i went through 4k in it'd have been i ran 301 for the last case so whatever that is 
1240. Um, but then when I started to run a little bit quicker, I felt so much better. It's strange because this happened on Sunday as well. Um, and then all the recoveries, yeah, were as, as I expected. So, um, yeah, solid just under 15 miles, 510 average. So it was pretty good. Uh, and then I did two and, a half, two and a half mile warm down and that was pitch black. I had to run with my phone torch on. And Daph's commented on that and said, oh, my God. Josh, Josh you have a, a bike fly on him. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> he, he actually, we biked probably a K back and he, he waited in the car. Um, yeah, it was ri- like on that canal, you can hear animals, but you can't see them. And it was pretty creepy when, it, when it's dark. Uh, but yeah, that's probably my slowest run in a very long time. I was a not, little bit knackered. It's not a nice way to it. describe Josh Griffiths as an animal. <laughs> <laughs> He would probably agree. He just used um, so the that... sheep barring. <laughs> uh, that was Thursday. Um, Friday, I had I sort of had a run, whatever I could fit in, um, which I'd planned to do when I got home. But the weather was so bad in Bristol, we couldn't land there. So ended up being diverted uh, to Birmingham. And then we had to get transport back from Birmingham. So... I was meant to land, or I was probably meant to get home about half past one, two o'clock latest, and I got home about nine o'clock, so I just had the day off in the end, which was annoying, but can't be helped. Welcome to my life. Um, <laughs> well, I, what I should have done is run in the morning, but I didn't go to bed. I After that session, I couldn't really sleep, so me and Josh were sort of just chatting until two in the morning, which probably also didn't help. Um, and then we got Are up you... at like seven. Are you two like fifteen or something? Josh works till then. What were you discussing at two o'clock at night? Uh, what pace I should run at London? <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a topic that me and them have discussed a lot recently. Um, so that was uh, yeah. So Friday didn't run. Saturday I did uh, again. It was kind of just how I feel. Um, I actually read this wrong on my training diary. It, I thought it was uh, an easy run, but it was actually recovery. But yeah, it doesn't really matter. Um, so it ended up being 12 miles, 5.58s. Um, and then Sunday. So this was my last sort of big session of the block, really. Um, so it was six miles easy, six miles mile from pace, one mile threshold, six miles mile from pace, one mile threshold, two miles easy. So I went out to the, the Redwick Loop um just just before you get into the the nitty-gritty of the session yeah i need to understand a couple of things well one thing so you, you come home late friday evening you've been in spain for six weeks haven't seen maddie yeah uh, how does the chat go maddie i know i've not been around for six weeks but do you fancy come to newport on sunday morning to bike 22 miles with me <laughs> Uh, that would have been prearranged anyway. She knew that I was coming a week out. <laughs> that girl deserves a medal. All right, carry on. Yeah, so yeah, so she bite with me as well. So I had drinks. Um, and actually probably more helpful than that was the one side of that loop's quite windy. Um, well, generally, because uh, where it is, it's quite close to the sea, so it can be quite windy. Um, so I sort of sat behind her in the windy, on the windy side. So yeah, so the six miles easy. It's 5.53s. Um, the first mile of the, the first marathon block, I felt absolutely horrendous. To the point 
I actually nearly stopped and was like, I'm going to bend this off. I feel terrible. But I didn't. I carried on. Um, and I felt probably two miles later, I was like, I feel great, which is probably a good thing to remember when it comes to marathon because I think that can happen quite easily in the race. Um, so yeah, that first that first block was five oh fives, and I kind of wanted to run five oh six, five oh sevens. So that and I sort of I wasn't forcing that. That kind of just naturally sort of cut down a little bit. Um, and then the threshold mile went four fifty three. Uh, then the next six uh, mile as marathon pace was five oh sixes, and then the last threshold mile was four fifty one. And I was really really tempted to think uh, I kind of thought I really want to smash this and sort of see how quick I can run and I thought three weeks out from London that would be really silly like the risk versus reward but I would have liked to have seen it but yeah I, I kind of was like I'm just going to run hard but don't be stupid and then the last two miles 545s so yeah 22 miles in total 521 average that's got that's your right hasn't it Josh yeah, and well, I was I kind of knew I was getting into pretty good shape, but that was probably the best session I've ever done, I reckon. Yeah, I certainly, mean, up, like, certainly like, up there. It's like quicker than 5k effort, some of them miles. Yeah, it is <laughs> <laughs> not far off. It's good. So, is is it are you it's what it's three weeks to London, isn't it? Yeah, so I'm easing down now, pretty much. Uh, that was like my last big session, so. Um, this week's not that that hard, really. Um, anyway, nice. This week's this week's only twenty miles at five fifteens. Nice and easy. <laughs> and uh, I've got on Sunday. I've got eighteen at eight. Where with eight at marathon pace, but that's not terrible. Um, how many people did you message this session to, and not get a response? I you you were the you two were the only ones. Who didn't respond? Who didn't respond? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. good. No, right. I, to be fair, a lot of people messaged me actually off, off the record. I was, uh, yeah, quite quite impressed. But actually, I say that the one person who hasn't responded is Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Arguably, the um, the three most important <laughs> men in your life. <laughs> yeah. So. What's um what's five oh five pace for the marathon? Um, oh, I I I'm gonna have to pace calculate it. I've been try I've been doing so many different ones. I keep muddling them up. Whilst I do this, I'll tell you I did ninety just under ninety seven miles last week. Uh, hang on, I'm just doing. Oh, I've done with, it the with the day off. Well, while you're doing yeah, that, why don't you talk us through what other calculations you've been doing then? What's your thoughts? Yeah, so. I mean, to be completely honest, I'm not sure what sort of pace to go through at London. So 505 is 213.10. Um, and I know there's a pace group which is 65 to 65.30. And then the next pace group is 67 to 67.30. And I kind of want in between. And yeah, I'm just weighing up. I, I, I just think 65.30 is just too quick, to be honest. Um, but I do want to go a little bit quicker. Like I, I think my my thought is, if I go with that sixty seven group and it ends up being sixty seven thirty, I would probably be like, 
uh, I would probably push on on my own. I think. Um, what but, what's yeah, the pro- what's the know. problem? What's the problem with that? Well, I wanted to run. I want to run quicker than that, really. Okay, so what what do you think would be a poor result? Uh, I don't think it's what a poor result is. It's kind of what I want to. What I think a a good result is because if okay. you set yourself up to start with a poor result, then well, no, I don't well, think you, you just said you, you slow. So what what is that mark that you don't want to go slower than? Uh, I well, I don't really want to be going much slower than sort of sixty seven fifteen. So 2.14.30 is your is your goal. Well, no, probably faster than that. That's probably you just said. What would I would not want to go slower than? Yeah. Okay. So, so your so your range is what two twelve thirty to two fourteen thirty. That's what you say. Uh two twelve thirty is too fast. Like sort of two thirteen to two fourteen is kind of um, like two thirteen flat to two fourteen flat is kind of. What and there's, I'm, there's mouth is there no thinking. is there nobody else in the field that is also around that mark is like Ross Braden and they not going around that mark everybody I've spoken to wants to run faster than that pretty much there's a couple of guys like the two sort of 16 17 guys uh, will go with that 67 67 30 group but everyone else I think seems to be committing to the 210 group which for me is just too quick so no, nobody's committing to the. You, you're not aware of anyone who's going to commit to that sort of middle ground. No, not that I'm aware of. Mm. And that's the, yeah, that's the that's the bit I'm a little bit. Mm. I suppose I don't really want to run on my own. If 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 that two, if the sixty-seven flat group or whatever it is is like quite big. Surely you could, could you not just have a word of whoever's pacing and just like, yeah, make sure you go yeah. six and flat and then you might take someone with you anyway? That's my plan. I know who it is, so. Um, that does not yeah. surprise me. <laughs> so yeah, that's the plan at the minute. There you go. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, I think, um, I think, yeah, that's probably a better bet and, and look, it's, I think the the only danger of it is, but as you get closer to race day, is this like goal creep of creeping your your pace forward as your sessions get better, and um, yeah, for sure. It's depending on how much of a a risk that is, and whether it's. I would say, like you just said, it's probably a better bet for you to go at sixty seven flat because that's still a massive PB. Or, or massive PB pace, so. And um, to, be fair, to to put it into perspective, like L- London's not rapid, is it? In terms of um, like the actual course profile, and like what is? I mean, this path you've been doing everything on in Spain is it? Is it like pancake flat? Was it rolling or? It's pretty flat, yeah. So, like, the only thing is, it's quite it, it is pretty susceptible to wind. Right. Okay. So depending on the wind or not i mean 214 is still like 507s 214 flat yeah, yeah so if you know if that might actually suit you for a london whereas if you're like actually you, you end up going at 65 or 66 dead or whatever on your own and i don't know some of the twists and turns and whatnot maybe 
sort of interrupt your flow a little bit that can sometimes just tick you over that red line. Yeah, right. I know. And I know the red line, I think, between my marathon pace and a little bit quicker is quite close. True. So, but, then, but then you have done quite a bit, like, obviously what you did on Sunday, where you you dive into tempo pace like that. That should help with your ability to deal with the red line as well, in theory. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nah. I think the, the other thing I took was quite pleased. Well, two things I took from Sunday away, which was quite good. I didn't jog on Saturday. I think my last few miles were probably like 540, 545s. Um, and also how I felt after. So I think mean, I could generally tell by the warm down and I was sort of jogging. Well, not jogging, but the last two miles were 545s. I didn't really stop after that hard mile. I don't think I was able to talk to films. Now, a couple of targets for you, Josh. So <laughs> 99th on the British all-time list is 213.54. There's three in joint 99th. So top 100, great 214. Mm. Also, a certain Matthew Clowes, 213.57, 104th on the all-time. So there you go. One before, one other as well. Probably a bit slower. Anything. Andy Davies? No, no, not on the all-time list. Similar time, though. Oh, Julian Spence? Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. You can beat that old boy. I'll do that in pain. Right. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk more about the taper in a sec when we go to some listener questions. Um, but yeah, solid week. And yeah, we'll get a bit more from you, Josh, in the coming weeks about how you're pacing strategy is going to go Shane can you top 22 miles at 521s or whatever it was uh, yeah of course I can easy I I did like 40 minutes at 528s in Lincoln that's equivalent to like 450 anywhere else in the world so 528 per K <laughs> what other ones might have been that yeah um, right into my week as always, I'm going to start with Monday because that's how the week starts. Uh, no, I'm not. Just quick, quick, quick question. Anyone what? know what time two and a half year olds are meant to go to bed? I think about 11 at night. Good. We'll keep, keep it that way. Is she still awake? So that's a yes. Yes um, is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Monday, 10 miles and uh, I mean, you mentioned you did a loop that was an out and back, Josh. I uh, did just do an out and back because I really didn't want to run. And I was like, I just need to get five miles away. So I only have to get five miles back. But managed to keep my sub seven average, 6.58s. Tuesday, wow. thank you. Tuesday, I really um, was a bit of an idiot. I, I did nothing all day. And I think I'd sat for too long as well doing nothing with cross legs. And my inner thigh hurt, and I used that as a very poor excuse not to run. And I should have ran. So I didn't run on Tuesday. Um, I cashed in on my rest day a bit early, unfortunately. Wednesday, is, like, is, this the, is this the start of the Aaron Scott training program? This is the start of the Aaron Scott training program, hence the unplanned rest days. <laughs> the key, a key factor of his. Um, so there, Wednesday, I, I thought I'd go out and do a tempo, and I went out whilst I kind of had a window that I knew I wouldn't lose motivation. 
And I think I picked the hour and a half of rain that we had that day. So I did 40 minute tempo, just an extension on what I did the week before. So at my sort of uh, aerobic threshold and five by 30 seconds afterwards again, and I had horizontal rain the whole way. I did an out and back down a down the water, water railway and I, had a, I was looking at the way the water was going. I was thinking, I think when I turn around, I'll have a slight backwind. Uh, no, I didn't. I had a stronger headwind. So that really pissed me off, to be honest. And for the first sort of, five to well about five to 15 minutes into the tempo i felt awful i was like i'm gonna have to stop this or like really slow down and then all of a sudden i was just like i was fine so actually um, i felt pretty good by the end of that 40 minutes and then i did my 30 second uh efforts and i actually ran pretty fast on those so um those were sort of all around about well according to the watch five minute miling but I guess if, if I was on the track, it would have been around about 30 seconds per 200. So um, I was quite happy for my legs to tick over. Although I did this in the um, the first version of the Adios Pros with the carbon rods on. And I nearly fell over so many times. You know when you hit like a smooth bit in a road? Yeah. That, that is not good in the wet, in no shoes. I It's going to be like climbing rubbers. No chance. I was all over the place. I want to try those shoes. I'm interested to see what they're like. I don't, I mean, I'd like to try the newer versions. I, I don't think I like the first ones. And I've definitely like snapped the rod in them as well. Uh, so they click when I run, but they feel really bouncy when you run, but they're, they're just not comfortable. But the, the sort of the, the, the newer versions look a lot more comfortable. So we'll see. Can I, I just ask a question. What did you call the canal a minute ago? The water railway. What an idiot. What it used to be used for. It was transport back in the day. Have you never, you know, remember when we did a session down there? After the I, water I, railway, listen to you. You remember when we did a session and after I had had some alcohol and I didn't make it, I did like one 5K and walked. Well, I, I read the boards on the side afterwards. So learn a bit of history once you get to, to the lock. To be fair, listen, listen to your running and listen to Josh's three weeks out. This is the time of year that I did the Good Friday Skelly Marathon in my <laughs> London build-up. <laughs> that went well. Yeah. Skelly went well anyway. That, and I was actually I was thinking this. I was talking on Sunday. You know that that path, which is basically what I ran on, on Monday. Do you think if you went from all all the way on that path, it's the the longest straight in Britain to run on. It is dead straight, isn't it? Like it's dead straight. If you went from the the bypass to to Fledborough, the viaduct, there's one. How far is that? That'll be about seven and a half miles, I think. So no, like, you know, have you seen where Charlie Holson and Clousey used to run? So they've Chester. got a really, yeah, they've got a really long straight path as well yeah, yeah i think they do yeah be interesting um so yeah when i do a marathon i'll just do loads down there so i don't get a stitch <laughs> thursday uh i had a, quite a stressful day on thursday and as a result i couldn't run fast at all i started at 720s and got slower and it was 
absolutely horrendous. I would have not run, but because I didn't run choose, I was like, I actually have to. So that wasn't enjoyable. I even actually had a few walking stops. That's just a practice for, again, when I do the marathon. Uh, Friday, I went out in the morning with a client, and then in the evening, I ran with Tom. Uh, this is my first run with someone this week because Ronnie's been ill and Tom's at Ofsted at school, so been pretty stressed. And I had a he bad wasn't day. stressed. He wasn't stressed about Ofsted. <laughs> he was stressed a Saturday afternoon when the mighty <laughs> Ipswich came to Pride Park and put them in their place. I heard about that. Um. Anyway, back to me. You you can go in a minute. My turn. I did the same run as what I did the other week when I had to walk. I had to walk at the same point home. So I had to cut my run short. So I did 50 minutes. I had a really bad belly. And I think it was a result of said stress from the day before. Um, Saturday, put my run up, put my run off again. It was... um. April Fool's Day, so I went to Parkland in the morning to um, just cause a bit of mischief. So that was good fun. Other than that, I had a bit of work to do that day. And then after work, I uh, went out and did, did I think about, I think it was about 11 miles in total, but we did some hills in the middle of it. So just th- 10 by 30 seconds hills. And again, it was raining. Um, so that was really irritating me. Sunday did a long run with Tom and Jordan and Tom was two stepping up the whole the whole way because he's obviously hadn't done much running uh in the week with work and me and Jordan were knackered. So I did I think just under eighteen miles in the end. Uh, that was honestly one of the hardest runs I remember doing, not hung over. And it was like I think we're like six forty seven pace. Um so I feel a lot better today, but I was absolutely wiped out yesterday. But all in all, I think that was another about a 70 mile week with a rest day. So uh, I was quite happy with my tempo in the week. And I, I, I feel like I've carried some speed over for once. So hopefully I can maintain that. But yeah, solid week. It'll do. Shane, I have three questions. Go, go on, on, Josh, you do what first one? So this run, three miles at twelve fifty twos. Yeah, is that the one you said you did with a client? Yeah, so that was with a client. So, do you think you should be counting that as mileage? Uh, well, I I haven't actually, I haven't okay. counted it. It, I, I, it. depends on how much walking I do in it and uh, stuff like that. So I was I was going to say, and on that, so it was twelve fifty twos, but you had eleven minutes of it elapsed time difference what were yeah. you doing for 11 minutes in a three mile run <laughs> going through some warm-up drills you know doing the usual stuff got to, got to instruct my instruct my clients properly josh you well, you would be like come on and let's go 550 where you can't keep up tough so that, josh was advising this other week to do do all the band work and stuff before every run so you just yeah, do what I you told start us. my watch first We'd, I'd do a jog, you see, then my drills. Let me crack on. Um, Bit of and then lastly, go on, then. Why does Jordan have Britcon OTCF race team in his Strava? He, he can't spell Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> surely, surely that's something you don't put in your name. Um, it's he's well, he comes from triathlon, doesn't he? So he's 
he's part of that team and the sponsorship stuff. That's got to be a bio thing, though. I don't, I don't, that's not his name. I don't, I don't know what's in the contracts. Maybe he signed a contract. I don't know. He, it's, it's off the couch fitness, but we, you know, we say it should be on the couch fitness. <laughs> Good. Because triathlons, so what? triathletes are lazy. <laughs> so what's, what's coming up then for you, Shane? You're just going to get fit? Any other targets? Just going to get fit. I'm going to do, I've entered Lincoln 10K just because, well, it starts next to my house. So I will go around that, but I'm, um, I'll, I'll, to be honest, I'll probably just try and take the first half a bit steady and then just see what's what. Otherwise, I've got no targets really. I, I, I've still got my sort of heart set on doing a marathon in end of November. So I will probably just try and get fit. Uh, maybe do some track races just for the crack, see what's in there, and then end of summer start building up into hopefully a marathon. Here, here's there you go. This is something that I, I was thinking about. Would you do Frankfurt? I feel like I've got some uh, unfinished business there. Is that what you Well, so I, th- I thought about that, but is that beginning of October? End, it's the end of October. End Last of October. weekend. Maybe, maybe. I was looking at either Florence or San Sebastian. No, neither to both of those. Frankfurt. Why? San Sebastian's windy, Florence is twisty and can be cold. Frankfurt. Josh, Frank- will, Josh will come back. We'll all go to Frankfurt again. <laughs> you know, Frankfurt the, thing trip. Is, the thing is, though, I like the idea of like a end of November, beginning of December, because then I could just like take the rest of the year off. Whereas if I do Frankfurt... <laughs> I will probably still take the rest of the year off and I'll be in like 40 minutes in January. You do Frankfurt and then you do the cross-country relays the weekend afterwards. We all do it (laughs) and we all race each other. That'd be horrendous. I'd be up for that. Yeah. We'll work work out some handicaps and then we'll uh, we'll put it in. Well, Josh's going to run 550s all the following weeks, so he'll be fine. (laughs) To be fair, I am most excited... To see Josh's week after London and just see what he does, see if he gets. Oh, I don't. I don't. Popping nah, out five thirties. I don't think I'd run for the weekend. Well, we'll see how London goes first. We'll, we'll do yeah, a we'll do a sweepstake for all the listeners of what we what pace we think Josh Lund's first run after London will be. How how far under six is? <laughs> chomping, it's gonna be chomping at the bit. It's gonna be quick. Um, just like my week's going to be. So, uh, <laughs> Monday, I've got probably about 20 minutes while Superworm finishes in the living room. Monday, I ran an hour with Philippa and we ran at 7.40s. I'm counting this mileage, Joshua. And do you know what? Like Not you much said, to count, so I'll let you off. I, I think it hurts me more running at this pace, even when I'm not fit. I might. I was so sore in my hip flex, like from about mile six, I was aching. So came up a little bit sore from that. But Tuesday, I joined Philippa and Ruth again, and we did. Well, I did ten miles. Oh, because I ran home afterwards. Oh, I know what I did. I dropped Eliza off at the. Well, me and Jenny's mum dropped Eliza off. Then I ran to meet Philippa and Ruth. We did a loop and then I ran back up the hill to mine. So I did 10 miles at 7.30s. Felt 
much better because I think I ran a little bit quicker at the start and towards the end, so didn't feel so bad. Not much to report on there apart from probably I moaned for a good 75 minutes at Philippa and Ruth about various things, which they loved, I'm sure. Now, Tuesday afternoon, I had to pick Eliza up, so I doubled and I just did 25 minutes. Do you know how I, I rush? So I I'm, I don't like doing runs under 30 minutes, but Josh seems to be able to do four miles at like 22 minutes. So I was like, if he can run 22 <laughs> minutes, I'm going to do 25 minutes. So 25 minutes, 7.03s, it was disgusting. It was chucking it down. And I, but I had no option because I had to go pick up the car to pick up Eliza. So I had to run. It's one of those things like I, I had to run and I left it. And you can see I meant to pick her up at five to five. I left my house at 4.28. So I didn't really give myself much lee room. Um, however, so I was coming back off the back of an illness last week. And these runs were not making me feel any better. And in fact, I was probably feeling worse after them. So I woke up Wednesday not feeling great again. And I think I also had a bit of um, conjunctivitis. I had pink eye. So unless Shane's been around farting on my pillows, then I think I got it from Eliza. And then got in a spiral of can't be bothered to run until the weekend. And Saturday, no, to be fair, Saturday, I tried to run Saturday morning, went out, got a minute 20 down the road. And I did this probably about two months ago and had to stop. I just felt like I was working so hard. I was barely, I was barely doing eight minute miling. And I was just like, this isn't worth it. So went down to Suffolk, watch Ipswich claim seventh win in a row get one back on Derby. So all you Derby followers who like to comment on my Strava, where are you now? And then Sunday I joined Ben Heron and Ruth Jones. I turned up and I spoke about Ben before. I turned up and he, he, his car door was over like the top three quarters of his leg. So I could see the bottom of his leg and I thought he was wearing shorts. I was like, Ben, this is a new you. It's, it was it was about seven degrees. I was like, I can't believe he's wearing shorts. Come round to the upside of his car door. And you might as well have been wearing three-quarter like tights. <laughs> the gap between the end of his tights and his shoe. He wears no-show socks with tights. And it was just, yeah, the boy needs either a pair of tights or to wear shorts. That's my uh, synopsis of that scenario. Anyway. Let's move on. Um, we did 90 minutes, 7.06s. The most impressive thing about that is Ruth can only be, I know she didn't run a marathon as quick as she wanted to, but she can only be probably about 25 seconds off her marathon pace there. So it's like you doing 5.25, Josh. So you must approve of this as Ruth's long run. She takes she takes inspiration from me, she told me. Yeah, she did. That's what she said. 
But yeah, she was barely breathing either. So maybe I, I might believe you, Josh. Um, so that's my week. We'll do 12 and a half plus 14, 26, what, about 34 miles, but in three, three days. So I'm back today. Um, however, have, you run, have you run today? Yeah, yeah I've done um, nine and a half miles at 6.55, Josh, up a big hill. But I, Eliza woke up at quarter past five this morning. And you you know when you went to London, Josh, and you'd yeah. wake up at like five and do some ridiculous session at like half seven in the evening? Yeah. I can barely function right now. How do you, I don't know how you do it. I, as soon as well, I have less than like six, like when I have like six hours sleep, my running, it's so hard. Like, yeah, I don't know how you do it. Two, two things. So if I do that, I actually get the five o'clock train. So I actually get up at quarter past four. Um, and secondly, I actually got up at half five on Sunday morning before that session. So I went to watch the Formula One. Yeah, mad. absolute madness. Um, so yeah, that's my week. Have you got a Strava leaderboard open? Uh, yeah, I do. You can uh, talk us through that for once, Josh. Give us some insight. Because I'm back home now, so I actually have more than my phone to to look at. <clears throat> so, top in the leaderboard last week was Wayne Weatherhill with 121.9 miles. That's a new name, uh, isn't it? Who's Wayne? Yeah, I don't recognise that name. Um, and then top in the women's is Sally O'Gorman with 91.4 miles. Uh, so I know Sally is doing, I think, Copenhagen Marathon. Oh, we've got a new host. No, I think that's just Aaron. Just making his <laughs> I thought I'd try and... Um... See if she wants to go to sleep. Turns out no. Um, so what's that? What's Sally doing? Uh, Copenhagen Marathon, I believe. Which is in May, is it? Uh, I think it's nine weeks, eight weeks, nine weeks, something like that. that must be, that sounds like May to me. Yeah, maybe the end of May. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. I'm not sure on uh, Wayne. Looks like a new uh person. Well, a new person at the top at least. We're up to one thousand one hundred and ten members now as well. So who's we're actually going up? Who's got the um fastest average pace? Um so Rob McTaggart did thirty eight miles at five fifty, but he did two runs, so I feel like that's not on there. He must have done um, a did he do Brighton Marathon or something? I don't know, I didn't see his, his longest run was nineteen point eight. Oh. Um, so yeah he's not getting included so it was me um, I did 96 at 5.55 so Shane have you got any Strava to pour over or should we go to listen to questions um, no not this week actually I haven't got anything okay let's go to listen to questions then and got a couple more taper questions from from last week and we'll probably, hopefully have a couple more so I suppose first generic one from Lewis Knight, taper tips, when to start, how to manage volume, etc. So I don't know 
how much etc he wants to go into but let's just start with have you got any tips for the taper and how long is your taper going to be josh um so i mean i guess it, dep- it depends where you define taper from because i'll be cutting down from now so i'm cutting down three weeks out um but the the last two weeks will be more substantially cut down um any tips I'm going to be quite OCD about a lot of stuff in the next couple of weeks. So like I'm probably the the one thing I really don't want to do, but I'll have to do is go to the office. Um, Cause I haven't been there for six weeks, but I don't really want to leave the house unless I'm running to be honest. So I will, when I'm going down to the office, I'm probably going to wear a face mask on the tube and have a hand gel pretty much wherever I go. Cause I just don't want to get ill. Um, I think when you're in the taper, you're very susceptible to getting ill because your body's like, this is different. What's happening? Um, the other thing that I'm definitely doing a lot more, and this actually, and this isn't a plug, but Morton sent me some 750 ml water bottles and it makes such a difference having a bigger bottle how much I stay hydrated. Um, and I think that might be why I felt a bit better on Sunday because I've actually just started drinking water. And I never, I could easily go a day without drinking any anything other than tea and coffee. I thought you fill yourself up on water. <laughs> Free meal. <laughs> um, so they're just some, they're just a couple of tips. Not running just quickly. As you mentioned, Morton, I saw you've got their new bicarb stuff. Yeah, is that gonna? Are you gonna use any of that? Have you used it yet? I'm gonna be honest. I don't actually know what it is for. Um, it. I know it's not for endurance sport. Oh, it is though, isn't it? Because I thought Killian and Tom Evans took it in the. Killian Tom definitely Evans took it. Took it for a ten k cross country. It's not endurance. Killian took it in the um, ultra trail Mont Blanc. He was having it. Yeah, we were definitely told do not advertise this as an endurance. So, okay, fair enough. Yeah, well, let, well, when you find out more, let us know. Um, Shane, any taper tips that you tell your runners or how long is their taper going to last? Um, <clears throat> typically, everything you'd probably read on the internet um, just depends on their build-up. Uh, I've had a couple of athletes who, like, are going into Manchester now, have sort of had to take a couple of days off like now for for a specific reason. So then they might have their final sort of marathon thing a bit a bit longer or depends on the condition that you feel like you're in. If like Josh, you've executed your, your block like per day, typically two to three weeks, depending on the recovery. Um, yeah, if, you, if you're, I think, I mean, the main thing, if your actual main block hasn't gone to plan, you've had to skip some stuff and you generally feel okay, don't be, scared to have a shorter taper because i think you can do too long of not doing what you're used to and then again if you're somebody like me who typically does a lot of their easy runs slower i'd maybe actually pick them up a little bit just so in the absence of sort of faster sessions and harder work you're not sort of jogging too much and just feeling feeling a bit like crap but the main thing really is just work out for you what the best thing is to feel the best on race day for somebody that might be no running for somebody that might be loads of running but that's the main thing really is it it 
doesn't really matter as long as you feel good on the day. Yeah, I suppose I won't repeat what you two have just said because they're probably pretty similar. Um, and if you don't know what to do in the taper, what's going to make you feel good, I suppose folk, when you're doing any training runs in that two weeks before, it's just doing whatever makes you feel good on that run. Um, if you're feeling a bit lethargic, then maybe try and pick it up a little bit and just turn the legs over and stop yourself feeling awful. Because I, like you, I, I think I do my last session on the Thursday, so 10 days out. I will often do something like 5K, 5K, 3K, sort of a couple of marathon pace blocks and something a bit quicker. Um, not much warm-up and cool-down, so it's probably only like a 20 like 13 14 mile run but then the sunday i'll do what 11 12 miles but probably six 15s like a minute per mile slower than marathon pace i know probably not as quick as josh but but yeah then monday tuesday i'll still run a little bit quicker than a recovery run and wednesday do a session and then from there on I don't think you need to run. You just can just jog because you just, yeah, I think you should be fine from there on in. But, but yeah, I, I was always told just whatever makes you feel good on the run within reason. Don't yeah. go doing marathon pace every day. <laughs> don't yeah. go doing 10 minute miles. If your normal pace is seven minute miles, it's I think, yeah. I, stay within yeah. reason. I think like one thing I forgot to mention that you just reminded me saying that within reason, typically the the two things that are going to tie you out or get you fatigued is intensity and duration and particularly the two combined. So the faster intensity you want to run, just, just drop 10, 50. Like if you're, if you typically run 60 to 70 minutes for an easy run, I'll be dropping that to 45 minute runs. So even if you want to go quicker, just don't let the duration be too, too much um that's the main rule i sort of have make sure after everyone you're recovering and you feel great by the next day anyway okay. that's that's, that's I, i'll just add one thing kind of before and i would probably say more important than how you feel make sure you just get to the start line like that is the number one goal um so that's kind of like when my keys was a little bit sore last week i was so worried about having a day off because I thought, well, I know I'm pretty fit. If I mean, the worst case scenario is you're not doing the race. Yeah, so. yeah, massively agree. And for somebody that might mean no running for a whole week, but cross, yeah, cross train for two weeks. Correct. If you yeah. make the start line, if that's what it takes, then yeah, absolutely. Okay, we'll just do one more question then. Um, well, there's actually a couple of questions that were similar that relate to to gels one comes in from joe strack the best spacing for gels throughout the race and would you take any before starting and there was thomas william burnell best way to carry gels josh are you taking gels this time um well i have a couple of emergency ones uh, on my last few bottles but i would they're not my like a nutrition plan um so I've not spoke to Rob about it yet, but my understanding is that his marathon warm-up is slightly different. Um, 
so I think I will have one before the race, but my warm up is like two miles pretty quick. Um, so it's like five minutes or a mile, um, then some stretch and then another mile, then take your gel to refuel. But in the race, I probably won't. But I would say probably have them once every 10k. Talk, do you know what this warm up is? Uh, not exactly, but I've got a rough idea. I don't know like the exact paces. Well, I think you know, he... roughly though, I'm just interested in that. Sh- Shane, Shane, you might know because he, he did a presentation. Yeah, so he, so it is five minutes. Then you do your drills and your drives and whatnot. Then you do another five five, five minutes at what? Um, you might have to so a minute slow the marathon pace. I think I took a picture of it. But and the... then the next five minutes you cut down to marathon pace. Yeah, it's either that or the other way around. But I think I think it's what you just said, Josh. Quite interesting, but I yeah. think it. What? No, I've not got a picture of it. Is it? I think it's something. It's like five minutes, like, um, yeah, a bit slower than marathon effort. Then you do your drills and your stride. Then you do five minutes at marathon effort and you refuel. Um, I suppose the, the difference with that though in the warm up is depends on who you are. If you're on your elite start and you're able to do that, great. If you're stuck. Mm of crowded people waiting to go through then a bit more difficult to do that yeah there's quite quite a niche specific thing isn't it but i'm interested to see how that goes actually josh you'll have to let well, us know. i wonder who it i wonder who it comes from because it must come because there's that lactate clearance we used to do it in lincoln as well i used to do it in america where you would do what like 800 or a k before your session at that sort of marathon pace type intensity and it's meant to lower your lactate level isn't it to stop it spiking because it's often spikes if you're just standing around or whatever i think (laughs) it's the science but yeah interesting um gels for me i've probably said it loads of times before but i take one on the start line and then typically space the, the other four out at mile six, 11, 16, and 21 ish. So, kind of spaced five miles apart, apart from the first one at six, because I've taken one at the start line. Um, so, what's that? Five, five gels. But we, as Josh said, are used to getting drinks as well. So, if I wasn't getting drinks, I might potentially do six. I would be able to stomach that. I don't know. Six. People can't. I would be sick before halfway. Well, it's just fuel, isn't it? And if you're you're taking on fluid, you're doing exactly the same. You're just taking it a fluid form. So it's if you're not taking those fluids, you're still going to need the same amount of energy if you want. If you're used to that volume of energy. Um, yeah, true. And I also think for you're talking about us we're running you know except well shane shane's running three hours but um you know two two sixteen or whatever you're going to run josh it's not you're not out there you know some people are out there three four hours so yeah and and it also comes on intensity that you're running at like a four hour runner as i've said many times is going to be running at a different uh actual intensity in comparison to somebody running two two hours 15 so 
the two fifteen runner is probably burning through more carbohydrate than the the, the four hour runner. So if you're running for four hours and you're plowing in loads of carbohydrate gels every thirty minutes and you've not tried it before, yeah, you might be asking for stomach issues. Uh, you might be fine doing that, but I think it's one thing to bear in mind, and then also bear in mind your your tea before the night before your breakfast. Again, when you look at the elites fueling, they've been fueling perfectly all week. So you know if you're staying overnight at a marathon and you're having a, a an Italian the night before, it might be great if you're having a pot noodle in your hotel room because you arrive late. That's going to probably have an impact on your race day nutrition. Um, yeah, so I'd also. I, I mean, to be fair, not even the majority of the elites are always. We have to take our own foods because we still are in hotels and hotels often even though they're the race hotel don't understand what food you need for a marathon you know the amount of times i've been in race hotels and there's no porridge available so you bring your own or they're giving you i don't know roast dinners the night before and you're like just want some plain rice or plain pasta or something so yeah you still have to plan Anybody has to plan, I think. But um, in terms of carrying gels, how would you carry gels, Shane? Hands. Um, I um, I, I spoke to you know you, Jake. I spoke to Josh about when he, you know, when he ran two fourteen off the championship start. He started with I think five gels, and he ran with them in his hands. Yeah, I think the thing is they're quite heavy, aren't they? You got five on you, and if you're just you stick them in a shorts pocket. That could be pretty annoying. So I would I'd wear sleeves, arm sleeves. I th- I think that's a good shout actually. Arm arm sleeves, stuff them in your arm sleeves. Uh, yeah, I would I would always. I would always wear arm sleeves and put. I you can fit two down the top of each arm sleeve, so that's four. And then, you can carry, one think- or two if you need to carry more. I think actually when I did um, do London, I think I had, I deliberately, it was it was a hot day, but I deliberately wore uh, like half tights because the pocket is tighter against your skin. And I think I had three gels in that one pocket, which clearly didn't work, but I had three gels in that one pocket and my shorts were fine. I think it was just, yeah, if, if you're storing loads of gels everywhere, it could probably irritate you and get chafing, which you definitely do not want in a in a long distance event. But I mean, to be fair, quite a lot of kit that you can buy now, like it has gel pockets in, and some I think some of the sort of the waist belts that people get are pretty handy too. I certainly wouldn't race in one of those, but it's because I want to be in no a flat. Chance. Josh, you sh- you should race with a camelback on, Josh. Oh my god. Drink, you could break that two. was one that was one of the list of questions was um how stupid is wearing a hydration pack during a big city marathon please don't do it get get it get a 40 liter backpack on no i, 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 I mean t- I, I, no i, I mean it's, isn't it? but in seriousness at london there is water stations bottled water every single mile so yeah you're not you're not going to need a hydration pack at London. I think um, 
actually I did I did this when I did London. I would sooner take like uh hydration tablets with me and put it in water if I felt like I needed it because as you say it, it it's I mean I think one year they ran out but that was a big organizational faux pas and I don't think they'll I don't think any major marathon will will ever run out of water again so so let's go to the news we'll start off with Laura Muir and Gemma Riki news so there was a report, I think it came in the Times, first of all, that Laura Muir and Gemma Riki have split from their coach, Andy Young, after quitting a training camp in South Africa. Um, bit of an odd situation, considering we're 15 months before the Olympics and five months out from world champs. Um, after they returned, Young told The Guardian, there was no bust up. I think you'll find the girls were worried about my health if you spoke to them. Felt I wasn't looking after myself properly. Maybe thought pressure was getting to me. I'd say they were reading too much into it. Sounds an odd situation. Um, so I don't think we should speculate on particularly what may or may not have happened. But it, um, yeah, hopefully they can find somebody. Uh, because he's he, Andy Young's coached Laura Muir for a long time, hasn't he? I don't know, to be honest. What I do find odd about the situation is, why has it gone to the news if there's no details? Well, I think it's UK Athletics who announced it. it was, yeah, it's very odd. What I did hear was, um, so Laura Muir does all of her additional running very fast, Josh. And the article I read said she's going to find it very hard to find a coach who would let her run fast. I thought, she needs Josh okay, Lund sure. to coach her. <laughs> I need to comment on the BBC article saying, I know a coach, <laughs> Coach Lunn. Um, anyway, hopefully they resolve that fast. Um, British records. Another British record went to Adish McColgan in Berlin half. It was actually pretty cold and wet from the video I saw, but she betted her own British rec record to take the win in 65-43. Uh, she was just three seconds slower than Paula Radcliffe, 65-40 from the Great North. But as we well know, and I well know from talking to Josh, <laughs> Great North run does not count because it's point to point and it's downhill and often with the wind. And she, so Amish beat uh, Gebra Salama and there was another couple of Brits. Well, first of all, I did see a quote from McColgan just after the race. She said, I felt my hamstring tighten badly around one kilometre to go. Fingers crossed it's just cramp, but thanks for all the lovely messages. I yeah, did saw you see her the finish? finish and yeah. she didn't look great, did she? No, I saw that as well. And but I, I think she's had that a to risk? say that. I, I mean, if I, if I had a dodgy hamstring, I wouldn't have probably raced, but raced a flat out half three weeks before your marathon debut it's um interesting i mean again what what would you say off 65 43 surely she's going to be going out at 217 at london i i've said this before and i don't want to sound sort of pessimistic on it i think the the shape she's in for a half i i'd be surprised if she's in great marathon shape 
Maybe she's not in there. They're just getting in the excuses early. Ready for the big what did, what did you run for half in Rome? Not much faster than that. 65-35. She's going for world record, 213. She's going to be in your... <laughs> she's going to come pace you. There you go, Josh. you got someone to run with now. Get, yeah. Are there different start times? Yeah, you could... Just get in that race. That'll be going in it, surely. Get yourself, there we go. Get yourself in the women's, Josh. You'll be sound. They probably will. Genuinely. <laughs> yeah. I'm not joking. Yeah. Might be a good bet for you. Um, anyway, behind Ailish, Sam Harrison also ran a PB to finish fourth in 67-17. Um, she's now fourth on the British all-time list and PB for Cali Fakre in 69-01. Sam Mokes was the first Brit home in 64-24 on his debut. And just behind him was Josh's man, Derek Hawkins in 65-16 in his second race of the year. So he's obviously... Getting back to some fitness, presume another marathon on the cards. Do you know Josh? Uh, I I know he's not doing a spring one. Okay. Um, Josh, I've yes. labelled you to talk about Paris. I want you two to read some news because I'm fed up of talking. <laughs> you don't have so to read it all. <laughs> you can just tell us the, a few points about Paris. The thing is, me and Shane go into our week. You don't go through your weeks. You've got a lot more talking to make up. <laughs> True. Um, but in Paris. So Ethiopia's Yana won the men's race. And when I first read that, I thought it was the women's race, but she's actually doing London. So I don't know if they're a relation of some sort. Um but yeah, he won uh in two hours seven fifteen. Uh and the women's race was won by Hale, Hale, I know why you put me on this. Taylor <laughs> Kiprop. <laughs> um, I've just, honestly, after listening back to last week's show, I had some sort of meltdown. Uh, the amount of mispronunciation, I just pronounced that wrong as well, um, is dreadful. So I thought I'll give it to you two to trip over yourselves. Thanks. Um, so, yes, yeah, so the women's race was winning 223.19. It was good finishing there that one. Go. Uh, I've not seen that actually. She, I think she was like a minute back at just over halfway, and she's thirty-seven as well. So, doing it for us, thirty-five pluses out there. Um, Brighton was on British soil. Shane, but any comments? I've got, I've got the easy, easy pronunciations, have I? Yeah. So yeah, Ryton, so it's the first of the British British spring marathons. Who won? Marshall Smith won the men's uh, in 2.24. He was actually, was he 12 minutes ahead? Uh, well, as from what I could see, I mean, I was tracking it because I had a couple of athletes running and he, the app was absolutely dreadful, like horrific. <laughs> and But he would always be at like the 5k split ahead of everybody else so yeah he must have been way clear i think yeah i've just just found it actually he was over 12 minutes ahead of bonnie reed who was second and axel fink was third uh on the female side helen reed won 255 lucy barnes second in 256 just a minute behind and faye hughes was third in 256 but this was 
So so London Marathon have taken over taken over this event now then. Yeah. And I'm glad there was there seemed to be no mishaps what I've heard of. So that's positive. So hopefully it goes back to being a strong domestic race again because because it is a good option, you know, if you can't get to London, Manchester's in the north, if you're from the south, Brighton, decent option. It's a decent enough course. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah. hopefully, yeah, it can just they can build back the standard. Um obviously well, my- I was looking I was looking back and I think it was two thousand and twelve, Ian Kimpton ran two seventeen there. Yeah. Pre super shoes, that's worth like two two oh four nowadays. So well, hopefully now London are in charge of it, they can they can build it back up. And as you say, it, it will be a decent option for those that can't get into London. Yeah. Um also at the weekend was the Anglo Celtic plate hundred K, which is the national champs for the hundred K. And England Sarah Webster had the performance of the day, finishing in 703.40, which improved the British record and put a second on the European all-time list. She was an hour ahead of the next person. Not a bad winning margin. In the men's, Jarliff McKenna of Northern Ireland, he runs for Bristol, doesn't he? He um he won in 637. He was four minutes ahead of Joe Turner from Cambridge and Coleridge, who was 641, and is it Daniel Rothwell in 643? Um, my notes say Daniel. I'm pretty sure it's probably Daniel. Um, yeah, and I I saw some of the live tracking from this, and I thought there was a lad called Ollie Garrett who was in front. So not quite sure what happened in the last stages. Um, Josh, do you want us to take us through Reading half quickly? Yeah, sure. Um, so Ollie Lockley uh, won Reading uh, in sixty four thirty five. That's pretty decent on that course because I, I mean you've run it as well, Aaron. It's not. I don't think it's the quickest course. Um, and then Alex Lawrence was in second, sixty four fifty three. So I think he's doing London as well. So it'll be interesting to see what he wants to run. Um, and then Bangkok debuted in sixty. In the in this re- report, it says sixty five oh eight, but that's wrong because I think he ran sixty four fifty three as well. Um, and then in the women's race, Naomi Mitchell won in seventy two twelve, and I believe she was doing that as a session as well. Um, spoke to her yesterday. Uh, Rebecca Murray ran seventy two thirty nine per second, and Emma Styles was third in seventy five thirty one. Um, and then whilst uh, talking of half marathons. This was quite impressive in itself, bearing in mind what he ran the week before. So Dowie Griffiths ran 63.48 at the Great Welsh Half Marathon. And that is not a quick course. But he he only ran 29.58 the week before at Cardiff Bay. So he's basically not far to put that back to back on his own on a shit course. So, yeah. He's Uh, looking quite Yeah, yeah. I didn't think he was in as good shape as that, so... Um, that's good. I don't actually have the women's results here, but um, um, yeah, I don't think I have them. Um, before we get another rendition of Baby Shark, I'll just go finish on stateside. Um, Stanford Invitational. <laughs> um, uh, Charles, I can Hicks. Do that, yeah, you you read it out. Um, 
because I, I actually, I've actually watched I'll it I'll mute well. myself. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the Stanford International, um, so 10K on, I think it was Friday night. Um, so Charles Hicks ran 27.57 for the win. Um, and there was a guy, I'm not sure who it was, but uh, he came back from probably 20, 30 metres, probably more with 100 to go. Um, yeah, he had real gears uh, last 100 um, Scott BT ran 27.58 for fourth. So both of them are European under 23 qualifying times, which if you think about it, that is very, very quick. Uh, like, I don't know what their qualifying time is, but if they're, uh, that insinuates that they're only just inside it, which, is, yeah, seems very quick. Good reading, lads. Very impressed. Um. So what's coming up in the next few weeks? Sun, uh, April 16th is Manchester Marathon. And then April 17th is Boston Marathon in Lincolnshire, plus the one in the States. And probably National Road Relays as well, probably the same weekend. Yeah, they'll be on a Sunday. Oh, Saturday, actually, I think. So what's coming up in your life, Josh, next week? What sessions you go? Um, so I've got a... A shorter session similar to last week actually on Thursday and then 18 miles on Sunday with eight at marathon pace for the rest of the weeks yeah it's pretty I'd say jogging it's not jogging it's sort of just easy running really um I'm down in London for a couple of days with work and that's probably it really I'm trying to do as minimal as I can um as like I said earlier I'll probably leave the house as little as I can next couple of weeks Shano, anything good happening in your life? Um, no, not really. It's uh, it's Easter at the weekend, isn't it? Oh yeah, I've got Friday, Monday off work. I forgot about that. Nice. No, you you shouldn't get any time off work, Josh. After being in Spain for six weeks, <laughs> I've done it good. So I well, so actually, my my master plan on Saturday is to uh, go to Park Run dressed as the Easter Bunny, and try and win. But I actually don't... I think that'll be very hard. I'm not sure I can break 20 in that suit, so we'll see. Can we get a picture of the suit? Yeah. I'll, yeah. Aaron, can, can, this be, can this be this week's photo? Maybe it should be next week's photo. Yes. True. Yeah, true. Yeah, I've, got, I've got one from last year. Shane nearly took, took the lead athlete out in the in the suit um, so I did and he was trying to break 16 minutes and he ran 16.01 solid just like um, on that note we're going to call this day I'm going to try and get this child to bed because she is now after my other airpod and yeah I'll speak to you two again next week and hopefully we won't be speaking at 10pm with a child who needs to go to sleep Bye-bye. Yeah, all right, guys. See you later. See you later.
I'm an outlaw, I'm outstanding the law. 